Hey there, it's fellow travelers of the Junlin Waste. Mark back here again for the Traveling the Junlin Waste podcast, the TJW podcast. It's great to have everybody back here. I'm glad to be able to be back here on the podcast. It is September 14th, 2022. And for a lot of us, you know, we've gotten off our, our, our summer vacations. Uh, we're starting to get the kids back into school. Some people are heading off to colleges and universities. Others are just trying to get themselves reacclimated back into uh, a normal work, I guess a normal work week. Uh, I hope everybody had a wonderful summer and everybody had a good vacation if you had taken one. Uh, but we're back here. The, uh, the podcast is open again for business. Uh, and I'm glad to be here to be able to chat about some things. Uh, this past week uh, was D23, you know, the big Disney expo that comes out with all this wonderful, you know, content that that we enjoy. Everything from from you know Star Wars and Marvel and Disney and everything else in between. Um, obviously, I was paying much more attention to the Star Wars uh, <laughs> news that was coming out, and uh, it was great to see some 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 new information coming out about some of the series that Disney Plus is going to be uh, showing. Obviously, we know Andor starting on September. 21st that is you know it's really building itself up to um, I think to be a really wonderful series uh, a lot of the good vibes that we felt coming out of Rogue One that it was such a fresh and new story yet still connected in to uh, to episode four I think that's what we're trying to hope for in this series obviously the series is taken back a bunch of years prior to the events of, of Rogue One, but um, there is obviously going to be a connection in all of this. Uh, they had re-released Rogue One in the IMAX theaters. Um, did you happen to see it? I didn't really go to it just because I've seen Rogue One so many times, um, whether it was watching it on uh, my Blu-ray or, or on my iPod or, or, or elsewhere. But um, one of the, I guess, uh, you know, perks of going to seeing this IMAX release, not only the IMAX, seeing Rogue One in IMAX, which must have been you know, a blast, but they think they were showing also some clips from the uh, the Andor series coming up. Um, I'm not exactly sure how much they showed at the at these uh, IMAX showings, but at the same time, I, I think we got a lot of a, a really good taste with all the trailers and teasers that have that have come out for it. Um, like I said, I hope Dan and I can probably you know I don't think we're gonna be. <laughs> Gonna be broadcast or podcasting uh, anytime before the Andor series starts, but hopefully once the Andor series starts, we'll be able to have some uh, episode reviews and being able to give our take on on the series. Um, it it really does look like they are putting a lot into this series, especially with the number of of episodes that are coming out. I want to say it's like maybe 12 some some odd episodes coming out for this series. It's starting on September 21st, and it's going to go all the way to the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, which is really a perfect time to do this. Uh, to see the wrap, to see the series wrap up around Thanksgiving, I mean, that part of me is like, do I watch it on, on uh, before Thanksgiving, or do I save it as something to have after I've had my Thanksgiving meal? Like, you know, we usually have it here at our house in the uh, in in the early afternoon, and then we're watching football. Although this year, because the Patriots are playing, uh, there's a possibility I maybe want wanting to watch that that game depending on how they're doing this season. But regardless, uh, it seems like you know, an after Thanksgiving meal, you know, sitting down with you know a, a cup of coffee and and some pumpkin pie and, and, and watching uh, the, the series fin or the season finale for Andor would be a, a great combination regardless of all of that. Um, it's a long series, much longer than, than, uh, than Kenobi um, was. Kenobi was six uh, episodes, six, eight episodes. 
Uh, the thing about Kenobi as well too, and I, I, I find this interesting how they how they drop this series right now. Um, they gave us really a wonderful dose of Jedi Sith lore in uh, the Kenobi series. Uh, obviously because it was Kenobi and Vader, Anakin and so forth. It has to have a lot of those um, ideas of, of, of what it means to be a Jedi. What does it mean to be a Sith? This series, Andor, obviously is going back to, to more of that uh, that war story or those battle stories or the espionage stories that that were that were sort of hinted at and, and seen in, in Rogue One. Um, that I find pretty interesting. Um, it's good to see that they are dabbling in a bunch of different um, you know segments of the Star Wars universe. It's good to see that they're, like I said, they're doing Jedi Sith in, in Kenobi. They're looking at more of the war espionage stories within Andor. We're getting in January. One of the things that they just they they did announce at D23 is that Bad Batch is coming back in January. So we have that animated, you know, Clone War era story that that's that's taking place. Um, a lot of it's good to see that they are do oh and I also forgot to mention as well too I saw the trailer for uh, Tales of the Jedi so there's another you know dip into Jedi lore and I love the trailer that came out for this we're seeing um, gosh you know if you want to know and these are these are gonna be six shorts that they're gonna show so it's not gonna be like probably a 22 minute episode or, or a 30 minute episode. I'm, I'm, I'm envisioning it's probably gonna be more like a 15 minute episode. Um, but they're showing, I mean, gosh, we're getting back a lot of the characters who we saw in the Clone Wars. We're seeing Mace and Ahsoka. Uh, we're seeing uh, Kenobi, obviously, Yoda. One of the things that I'm really happy to see is that we're gonna get a little bit more of the backstory of Count Dooku at his younger age. Um, are we seeing him as a? Are we going to see him as a Padawan, or are we going to see him as as a master with Qui Gon as his Padawan? I'm really curious to see about that. I'm wondering as well too if uh, if they're going to bring Liam Neeson back if, if they do choose to have a Qui Gon story or to show Qui Gon in any of these uh, any of these shorts. Um, there is one character there known as the Inquisitor. Um, who faces off, I believe, against Ahsoka, and I'm curious to see what that whole story is going to entail as well. But that was really, you know, uh, I was really taken aback by by what I saw in that trailer for uh, Tales of the Jedi. At first, I thought it might have been, you know, the producers going back to those, uh, you know, those those Dark Horse comics called Tales of the Jedi, which which took, which I think were published in like the mid '90s. It is a wonderful, wonderful breath of, of, of early uh, Jedi and Sith tales that was done by Dark Horse Comics, which I, I really have to go back and reread those. That is such, it's such a wonderful series. And gosh, Dan and I should probably do a, 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 a breakdown of that, of that comic series as well, too, which really does add a lot to the, to the lore. Now, granted, I, I mean, I think may, in, in some ways Disney maybe dabbles a little bit within those those stories and picks pick some things out for for their series that they that they produce but uh, on a whole that that comic series is just amazing highly recommend it um, and i even think that yes actually they did come out with uh, marvel came out with their epic collection they did have the first part of tales of the jedi which talks about which goes back to their dark horse series about the dawn of the jedi which takes place you know 20, 30,000 years before the events of uh, of Luke Skywalker. But they also, are, I think, just came out recently 
with their second volume, which does have the first half of that uh, Tales of the Jedi series from Dark Horse. So if you see it, I recommend it. It, 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 it seems like a, uh, a no-brainer to me to pick it up if you don't have it. I already have it from my if, with the Dark Horse Omnibus, so I don't think I'm going to pick it up. But uh, they're really doing a, a wonderful job, you know, re, re, you know, re-releasing this this uh, this this comic lore that came out for Tales of the Jedi, and they really do a great job. That you know, the 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 size of the, of, of the uh, epic collection is nice, um, nice high resolution uh, pictures, bright colors. It's it's really done well. So definitely check that out. Uh, one other mention I will say that came out of D23, which I. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to this coming uh, June is uh, the fifth in- Indiana Jones movie. And uh, we got to see here, the, uh, John Williams has, has done the music for this, has done the score for, for this fifth Indiana Jones movie, which is incredible to know that he has done all the music, not only for, for, for the uh, episodes one to nine in the Star Wars series, but has also done all the movies in the Indiana Jones series, which is, uh, you know, what an accomplishment. Uh, they did play what was called Helena, or Hel- I think it's Helena, Helena's theme. And I think this character, Helena, who came out with Harrison Ford at D23, I believe they are speaking about her as sort of a goddaughter to uh, Indiana Jones. So I'm wondering who her father is. Um, I'm sure it's going to be either, maybe it's maybe it's Brody, maybe it's uh, another Ravenwood that um, is, is in the series. But uh, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, some of these new characters which are coming out. And it was also great to see that, uh, that, that, that Indiana, Harrison Ford, was, uh, was there in person for all of this. So that is, uh, he, he really enjoys playing Indiana Jones. I know it was always a challenge for him to, uh, to do Han Solo. And as much as we love Han Solo, and as much as we love seeing him again in The Force Awakens, uh, at the same time, I think he was happy to see that uh, Han's character had some finality in in The Force Awakens, even though it upset many of us. Um, regardless of that, it's going to be great to see the, uh, the the man in the hat and the whip again uh, this coming this summer, Indiana Jones. I'm curious to see what the title of that uh, movie is going to be, but it promises. I am sure it's going to be really wonderful to, to, uh, to be able to sit down in the theater this summer and be able to watch that. <clears throat> Some other things I wanted to mention here on uh, today's uh, lunch break, coffee break uh, podcast was uh, I started reading um, a one of the you know one of the er, not early but one of the classic uh, I would say expanding universe novels from the uh, from the old expanding universe, uh, Luke Skywalker in the Shadows of Mindor by Matthew Stover. He was actually the author who did the uh, the novelization of Revenge of the Sith, and it was done really, really well. I just started this book, and it is such a... I, I'm really enjoying it. Um, he mentions here at the beginning, he says here in like sort of like the preface, he says, The author respectfully dedicates this novel to the legendary Alan Dean Foster and to the memory of the late great Brian Daly for showing us what it looks like when this stuff is done right. Thank you, gentlemen. We are in your debt. Um, I, I couldn't say it any better. Um, it does have that feeling uh, that, that you get when you read maybe uh, Splinter of the Mind's Eye. And it certainly has that feeling of the Brian Daly novels, like the Han Solo novels that he wrote up, as well as the radio drama as well, too. Um, just started it off, but uh, I'm in the first 50 pages. It seems like it's going to be a really good adventure story with Luke Skywalker. So it's good to see that. Um, it takes place 
After Return of the Jedi, and I love this this the cover of this book as well too, with this big explosion in the back, and you see Luke in his uh, X-wing uh, jumpsuit with his green lightsaber. So that's uh, it's really a wonderful cover, and uh, I think as well too. Yeah, it was also as well too. This this does take place, like I said, after Return of the Jedi. So it's an interesting period of time to look back to see what uh, the old expanded universe was looking like prior to Disney coming in. And, and sort of like changing up the uh, the facts that, that, that go on in this time period between Return of the Jedi and uh, The Force Awakens. Um, good book. Anybody else out there reading it or has read it, let me know what your thoughts are. I'd love to know it. Uh, but speaking also of Brian Daly, I also was able to pick this up. Everybody knows that I'm a huge fan of the radio dramas. Um, I, 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 there's not a year that goes by that I don't at least play the full cycle of them at least once. It usually takes place around this time of the year or more maybe clo- closely to, uh, to, to, the, to the holiday time in, in the winter. I don't know why. For some reason, I always tend to go back to those radio dramas during uh, the, the, the fall and winter holiday season as well as uh, picking up Splinter of the Mind's Eye and giving it a read uh, on a nice cold winter night. But one thing I did find, I always wanted to pick this up. I just never found myself getting around to it. Um, in 1983, they actually came out with a, a record, a long-playing record and cassette for what they call Star Wars, Rebel Mission to Ord Mantell, a story from the Star Wars saga. This was a script done by Brian Daly as well, too. I think they were sort of wondering and seeing if they could do again another type of radio drama. And this is such wonderful EU because it takes place during, you know, it was it was made during that classic trilogy time, that original trilogy time when things were just so open and we had no idea of like where we could go in this universe. And creators and authors uh, were, and writers were able to, to take the story wherever they wanted to take it. This story takes place uh, between episode four and episode five. Um, they give a nice little uh, synopsis of what this whole uh, ep- what this whole uh, uh, radio drama is is about on this long playing record. It says the rebel mission to Ord Mantell. The Rebel Alliance has just destroyed the dreaded Death Star, but their fight against the evil Galactic Empire is far from over. Forced to set up a new secret base on the inhospital inhosp- in- ice planet Hoth. The rebels must divert the Empire's attention from the move. Han Solo and Luke Skywalker are sent out as decoys against what they think is a lone Imperial Star Destroyer. Unfortunately, the rebel attack and analysts haven't given our heroes all the facts. And without any money, the rebellion can't continue its fight for freedom. Princess Leia and her rebel team attempt a daring heist of Imperial funds, unaware of the treachery that awaits them. It is a time for quick thinking, clever droids, and a lightning-fast trigger finger. Join Han, Luke, Leia, Chewbacca, R2-D2, C-3PO on their rebel mission to Ord Mantell. So you get from this uh, description that it's going to be a high adventure. You know, a really, you know, lot of great action, a lot of great dialogue, especially when we have all our heroes in this, uh, in this radio drama. Uh, interestingly enough, I did a little uh, research and wanted to see who was the uh, who's the cast behind this entire uh, this album. If anybody we knew, um, I didn't recognize too many of the names on here except one. Corey Burton actually voiced Luke Skywalker in this production. Corey Burton, everybody is much more familiar with. He has done so many different voice talents, uh, you know, for for video games and series, including the Clone Wars. And uh, and Bad Batch, he voiced Cad Bane, as we all know, from also 
not only in the Clone Wars, but also voiced uh, Cad Bane in this uh, in in the uh, this last series of where he was playing uh, Cad Bane in uh, Book of Boba Fett. So. Um, really interesting to know that the guy behind uh, Cad Bane's voice at one time back in 1983 was voicing Luke Skywalker. Um, I haven't listened to the entire album yet. The reason being is is because uh, the album came to me slightly warped and I'm trying to see if I can fix it up. I enjoy listening to uh, LPs on, on my record player. Uh, as everybody knows, that I, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a throwback when it comes to certain things. Uh, but it's as well too. I mean, it's it. If you want to find this and you don't want to buy the album or you don't want to get the uh, the cassette tape for it, there's obviously if you if you go you know online, there there's certainly probably at YouTube and so forth um, the recordings of this uh, that you can listen to it from there. Um, and if I can't get my album fixed, I probably will go down that route as well too. Uh, but those are just a couple of the things that I thought uh, were, would be interesting to mention here. If you have listened to any of this stuff or read any of the stuff that we mentioned here today, whether it was Luke Skywalker in the Shadows of Mindor, the Rebel, or you listened to Rebel Mission to Ort Mantell, or maybe the radio dramas or Splinter of the Mind's Eye or Anna's Classic EU or even some of the new canon, let us know what you're, what you're reading and let, let us know what you're, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're thinking about. Um, when it comes to the Star Wars series, I know everybody, like obviously, everybody's going to be interested in Andor and, and Bad Batch, and we'd love to hear um, what you think about that as well, too. But if there's anything like you know outside on on uh, in, in more of the uh, outside of of the normative Star Wars uh, stories, if you have something that you want to mention to us, uh, maybe it's in in one of those unknown regions, uh, a good story that 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 you heard, or you have your own fan fiction um, that 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 you have penned, and you want to let us know about it. You know, give us a message here at the Traveling the Gentleman Wastes podcast Facebook page. Um, that's pretty much it for today's coffee break or lunch break. I'm glad to have you here. And I hope to be able to uh, come back again and uh, rejoin you again here at another lunchtime break here. Have a good week, everyone. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.